Welcome to Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast with Elizabeth Crawford, where I dish with trendsetters, tastemakers, and industry experts about everything from emerging trends to marketing strategies to regulatory pressures. Retailers struggling with labor shortages should do more than just offer higher pay and better benefits to fill vacancies. According to one industry player, they should also embrace automation to ease the burden on and maximize the efficiency of existing staff in order to maintain those employees and meet consumer needs with fewer resources. In the first months of the coronavirus outbreak, the Bureau of Labor Statistics reported non-farm U.S. jobs dropped a dramatic 22.3 million from 152.5 million jobs in February 2020 to 130.2 million two months later in April. Among these were 49,000 jobs at grocery stores. Over the next year, the Bureau of Labor Statistics reported these jobs rebounded to 144.3 million, but this is still woefully short of what's needed to rebuild the economy and ensure a steady, safe, and sufficient supply of food to American consumers. According to the Consumer Brands Association, in August, there were still 826,000 openings in manufacturing, placing competition for talent at its peak. So in response, most groceries, big box stores, and other retailers are offering higher wages, signing and referral bonuses, better benefits, and work-life balance perks. But as illustrated by the ongoing high rates of unfilled positions, throwing money at the problem isn't a panacea. And retailers need to explore other options, including artificial intelligence and increased automation. In this episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast, artificial intelligence solutions provider Birdseye CEO Shekhar Rahman shares how AI can help retailers do more with less by empowering consumers so that they don't need as much assistance from busy associates. He also explains how automation can maximize the efficacy of existing employees and create potentially more desirable positions for people who took time off to reassess their priorities and elevate their skills during the pandemic. Depending on who you ask, the struggle to hire sufficient employees can be attributed to fear of COVID-19, pandemic-related stimulus, or just a blip in the economy that'll eventually work itself out. Raman believes it's a combination of all of these factors, and that it's unrealistic to think that the labor market will return to its pre-pandemic level anytime soon, heightening the need for other alternatives. The pandemic has had a massive impact, as I think, A, because of the shutdown, uh, um, you know, there's obviously a lot of people who couldn't work in the industry um, because of limited hours and, you know, availability of slots, so on and so forth. And I think second is the, of course, what the government uh, tried to help out with, with the stimulus. Uh, and I think a lot of people, um, it gave them room to think about what they want to do. And I think uh, there's been a, a big movement in the labor uh, you know, world about rethinking their careers. And I think a lot of people have taken this opportunity to say, hey, is this something I really want to do? And I think uh, a lot of the labor shortages that we're seeing today is because people are in that rethinking phase and not sure if they want to go back to the industry that they were in, given the amount of impact that it uh, had. Right. So I think that's part of the problem. 
right? And that's obviously done a, a put the industry in a different type of uh, path where they're starting to look at, um, you know, automation and uh, other process changes that can make up for the labor shortage, which uh, frankly I don't think is ever going to come back to where it was because it's not that people are not there looking for jobs. They're just not looking for jobs in these industries because I think they felt that this year and a half that they've had has given them enough time to think about maybe a change in career. And that's what, that's what I'm seeing. Of course, I think it's across the board. All the retailers that we work with are facing similar problems. Right? So they're having a difficult time hiring people, getting them back into the store. And I think uh, that's forcing them to think about new ways of doing things. Uh, whether it's on the marketing end, uh, trying to automate more stuff, or you know whether it's uh, logistics and fulfillment as the drive towards e-commerce goes up, you know how do we make this more efficient? How do we make the uh, you know the last mile delivery build partnerships so we can rely less on uh, you know labor internally? According to Raman, there are three main ways artificial intelligence can ease labor-related pressures. The first is leveraging automation to improve customer engagement. The second is to facilitate fulfillment and operations. And third is enhanced logistics in the back office. As a tech company focused on building human relationships, Birdseye specializes in the first area, improved customer engagement, where Raman says small changes can have an outsized impact on how shoppers and employees experience the retail environment and their long-term loyalty. I think where retailers really should be focusing on is how can we improve the experience? Because you know, while there was a dramatic increase in e-commerce uh, over the last 18 months, the fact still remains that a majority of the uh, purchases still happen in store. Right? I think it's 90% plus that happens in store. Uh, I mean, yes, it's been a massive increase, over 300% increase in many cases in e-commerce orders, but you know, when something was at 1.5% and it triples to 4.5%, you still have 95% happening in the store. So I think the retailers will start, need to focus a little bit more on how do we make sure that experience is a good one for the customer, right? Whether it is making sure uh, you know, the layout of the store or there are more people ready to help out, there's more tasting events, there's more hot foods. I think the customer's expectation is also changing, right? So they're, they're looking for that more meaningful engagement with the store. So I think, I think where uh, people in the store can really have an impact is on overall customer service, right? So I think if the uh, information if you're empowering the shopper, A, with information that allows them to make these decisions, and the people in the store are really there to make sure that shoppers are having a great experience, right? whether it is making sure that some areas of the store are better manned than others. Uh, like it's almost impossible if you walk into most stores to ask for help. Right? And you have to go walk back all the way to the customer service, which, which based on the size of the store could be a half a mile trek, right? and, and then stand in line and ask questions. So I think having more people available uh, around would be definitely helpful. I think, and if you take, you know, because a lot of the automation can take care of the transactional side of things, right? So whether it is uh, looking up information or completing my transaction, uh, 
Uh, a lot of that can be automated, so you can have more people actually dedicated in the aisle to help people. And you know, and I think that builds a different type of uh, not intangible connection to the shopper. And to me, I think that's the difference maker, right? So I, I'm going to start going to stores where I feel like people understand me, and I feel like there's actually human interaction because. You know, I think human interaction can do something to people in terms of feelings that you can't do through any kind of communication, email, or push notification, right? There's nothing like seeing a smiley human face that's out there to help you. And I think if, if we keep the focus on that and how to improve that, I think that's where retailers can really win. Automating promotions can alleviate employees' workload by informing customers of discounts via online newsletters, SMS, or other mobile device notifications so that staff members don't have to manually hang discount signage. It can also streamline the shopping experience for consumers by providing more personalized recommendations and discounts that can boost basket size and generate a sense of loyalty. Retailers are starting to notice that. I think uh, there's going to be more digital interaction with their customers uh, to inform them, uh, you know, A, of you know, things that may be beneficial to the customer, and B, to provide more uh, relevant, uh, you know, communications, right? Whether they be promotions or here's a recipe idea for the week or, hey, here's a couple of meal kits that are available for you to pick up in the store today, things that I think people resonate with and are more relevant. And I think that's the other piece that Birdseye plays in where we're looking at customers' shopper uh, behavior. And... uh, built essentially a platform that creates this one-to-one marketing automation, right? So we're able to then deal with millions of customers, but one at a time, to identify what's the best set of promotions and communications that need to go to each shopper to grow them in relation to the store. Uh, And I think that takes the burden off of the retailer of trying to create that intimacy between customer and store. One way that Birdseye is able to streamline promotional activity is through its Visper platform, which personalizes promotions and alleviates the marketing department of figuring out what to put on sale, when to offer a deal, and how best to position it. Uh, Traditionally, you know, if you think about supermarkets, I think, uh, you know, this has been on for decades, right? They have the weekly ad flyer, right? So I think that everybody's used to a flyer coming out on a weekly basis. They either have them stacked when you enter the supermarket and you pick up and see all the stuff on sale, typically 10, 12, 15 pages long, and it's not humanly possible to even scan all of that, right? And traditionally, they've spent a lot of money on printing these flyers and stuffing them in your mailbox. And frankly, you know, for a lot of people that I've met and spoken to, uh, that flyer, you know, sadly goes straight from the mailbox into their recycle bin, and not much attention is paid. So, what Whisper is really looking to do is see how we can modify that process, and say instead of spending all this money on print, a save the trees, and b get a little smarter. Why don't we look at a shopper's buying habits and behavior and intent, and then design a flyer? digital flyer, if you will, specifically for each person, right? So it's a unique flyer for every single person. Hey, here's 12 items that we've put on sale just for you, right? And so you have a more personalized approach to 
dealing with shoppers. I think there's two advantages. Number one, you don't have to advertise these prices to anybody, right? So they don't have any website. They happen directly. They get communicated directly to the shopper. So that's fantastic. And B, I think they're more personalized. You don't have to go through 20 pages to figure out the 10 items that you're interested in. You're getting the 10 items in that uh, you know, promotional email or push notification in your app or however the retailer chooses to communicate that with you. So the idea really with Whisper is take the mass flyer that you have today, flip it on its head, let's look at who we're looking to target, and let's design a flyer for each person uh, so we can target and grow these shoppers individually. Um, you save the paper. You don't have to advertise the prices. And you get much more meaningful ROI on it. And you know, we've been running these for uh, you know, a long time now for retailers, and we've seen some fantastic results where we're getting to the point now where retailers are actually uh, considering the idea of cutting down the number of pages on their flyer and maybe you know, in some markets go with just something like Whisper. BirdSight can also help retailers improve the customer experience and alleviate pressures on store associates with its personalized wellness solution, which combines nutritional science, AI, machine learning, and shoppers' profiles to empower consumers to find more easily the products that fit their diets. As Raman explains, this service saves consumers time by educating them about the foods they want to eat and gives them a sense of the grocer cares for them and their health. It also can promote private label, give retailers insights into what customers want, and offer more targeted recommendations for most cost-effective ad spend and greater ROI. Uh, I think one of the things that uh, you know the past 18 months has taught us is that we need to take more responsibility for our own health. Uh, and I think because of the fact that obviously people have been cooking at home a whole lot more than, than they've been eating out, they have maybe become a little bit more conscious about what they're eating and uh, making sure it's aligned with their overall health and dietary goals. So I think that uh, increase in... Uh, you know, health and wellness consciousness has changed their approach to food. And, and I think there are more people who are looking to, you know, buy healthier stuff. So I think if retailers can help improve the experience of making it easier for shoppers to shop healthy, for instance, so maybe increase your fresh category, your, you know, uh, stuff that, you know, is uh, what I would call non-packaged foods, uh, increase selection, increase uh, the experience in that sense. Uh, I think that will address customer needs and that will help retain your existing customers because I think people are going to look more and more for places that provide that type of experience and choice and really easy decision-making, right? So I know we have nutrition labels on boxes for us to understand, but really how many people look at them and understand truly whether this is good for you or not, right? Because most of the time, we tend to be misled by the flashy labels that are on the product than actually looking at the nutrition labels. And so I think making some of those decisions easier for shoppers is one thing. Uh, Birdseye has a platform that we offer called Personalized Wellness, which essentially takes the pain out of trying to read the nutrition labels. You can just uh, scan a product and will tell you based on some preferences that you have set up whether the product meets your dietary goals or not, or it's good for your health or not, right? Based on whether you're diabetic or you're concerned about heart health, you're pregnant, or you know you just want to worry about general health, 
we have worked with a group of dietitians and partnered with a couple of companies to bring the solution to market. We're right now live with a couple of retailers. From an operations and back office point of view, Rom says that AI and automation can help retailers better understand shopping patterns to predict inventory and staffing needs. Like one of the studies that we're currently doing is trying to understand, uh, you know, how do weather patterns and events in your local town impact demand for certain types of categories or foods and see if that can be built in to provide intelligence back to the retailer in terms of stacking and making sure that they've got a supply, you know, to, you know like if there's something happening next week and you know, some, you know there's going to be increased sales in specific categories, how can you prepare for that better? Likewise, by better understanding in-store traffic patterns, retailers operating with skeleton crews can ensure team members aren't overburdened with additional unnecessary shifts during quiet times. When it comes to improving fulfillment and operations, Ram says that the most obvious place that AI can help is on the rapidly developing e-commerce front. The drive to e-commerce is obviously it's put more pressure on being able to on the back office fulfillment and making sure that the orders go out because that's where a lot of the revenue for the retailers happen. So they're having to start thinking about how can we uh, supplement what we have with more automation, more AI in terms of whether it's talking about out-of-stock inventory, making sure that the you know buy online, pick up in store, pro- orders are being processed more efficiently. So there's been a lot of focus on how to bring in smarter solutions, which reduce our dependency on labor. And I think that's one way they're trying to address uh, labor shortages. While AI and automation can provide significant relief on the labor front, it isn't magic, and it does require a bit of upfront work, including ensuring that the data on which it is based is clean and that operators, i.e. retailers, have an open mind. I think there's a couple of things that we keep harping on each time, which is that, uh, you know, for retailers to really take advantage of all the amazing technology that's there, uh, the number one thing that has to happen, and, you know, some of the larger retailers have been doing this for a while, uh, but, you know, even the smaller retailers, they have to really get good at managing their data, right, whether it is, maintaining a good clean record of all your products and images and inventory data and shopper data because none of these technologies that we talked about, AI or other, they can't operate with bad data. And that is, in a lot of cases, that's where we see a lot of issues. There's a very poor standardization uh, of data quality. And, you know, if a retailer doesn't pay enough attention and doesn't have a good enough data discipline, that will that uh, will really really hurt them in the you know especially in the very near future because you know as we we talk about AI but AI is fundamentally you know built on good data. If you don't have good data, it really doesn't matter. You know you, you could have the coolest algorithms in the world, you just won't be able to make sense of your data. So uh, I think that's that's probably the most important thing from my perspective. Uh, the second thing which I think is uh, you know as important, but it's not as uh, critical because you can partner with other companies. But I think the important thing is to have a uh, uh, some sense of innovation and some drive internally within the company for innovation. And I think typically supermarkets have been very operational focused. 
uh, clearly because their margins are so low, right? So they have to make sure that you know the point of sale system is flowing as smoothly as possible because you can't afford to lose that because it's going to impact your margin. But as there's more automation happening in those ends, I think retailers have to start thinking internally about innovation instead of having to just rely on the industry to innovate to, uh, and then bring the innovation to them. Ultimately, there are lots of opportunities for AI to boost business and ease labor pressures, but retailers need to know their goals and be willing to do a bit of legwork to make what currently might feel impossible, possible. With that, we reach the end of another episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast. I hope that you'll join me again next week, and to help you remember, I encourage you to subscribe to us. Until next time, this is Elizabeth Crawford wishing you a productive, profitable, and safe week.